Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Ragliate, and I am delighted to be back hosting and producing a fourth season of the podcast. Whether you're a first-time listener or a loyal fan, thank you for tuning in every week and supporting the show. Your support means everything. The Gibraltar Business Podcast is brought to you by the GFSB and is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank, which shares our passion for all things business. I'm hugely grateful to the bank for their continued support and invaluable contribution to our little show. Today, we have a very special guest, Emma Jones. Emma Jones is the founder of Enterprise Nation, a UK-based business support network that has helped thousands of entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. Emma has been named one of the UK's most influential entrepreneurs, was awarded a CBE in 2021 for services to small business and enterprise. I had the pleasure of speaking at one of Emma's Enterprise Nation Startup London events a few years ago, and it was great to meet up with her again during a visit that she made to Gibraltar last month. Today, Emma will be sharing her views on some of the challenges facing SMEs in the UK, as well as her insights on business in Gibraltar. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out in business, this is an episode you will not want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. Lovely to be here with you, David. Sadly, not in person. Well, you were in person recently. We met up when you visited Gibraltar recently, didn't we? We did indeed. I, You know, at the Rock Hotel, great discussions about small business and entrepreneurship, which is why I say I'm sad it's not in person today. I'd love to be back in Gibraltar. I think last time we got carried away with all the discussions and we didn't do the podcast, did we? <laughs> Emma, I'm quite a fan of yours already, but to benefit the listeners who may not know you, can you tell me a little bit about about yourself and your career journey? I can. So my name is Emma Jones, founder of Enterprise Nation, and I've been running Enterprise Nation for over 15 years now. But I guess uh, the journey started pretty much when I sold my first company. So brief history is I studied law and Japanese at university, left university to join what was then the world's largest professional services advisory firm, which was called Arthur Anderson. Uh, I had five years of incredible training at this firm, um, moved with them from London to Leeds to Manchester, where my job at Arthur Anderson was to attract inward investors to move to the UK. So we would reach out to clients from across the globe and we would encourage them to invest their activities in the UK. And then Arthur Anderson would pick them up as clients. Uh, I left Andersons in the year 2000 to start a dot-com company. So it was a really exciting time to be starting my first business. My first business was called Teclicate.com. And essentially what it did was put the inward investment process online. So I started it with a co-founder. Arthur Anderson was actually one of our first clients. So they kind of came on board as a sponsor. And the reason why I mention Arthur Anderson is it's advice that I give to a lot of people who are starting businesses, especially young people who kind of come out of college and university and say, shall I start a business? I want to be my own boss. And one piece of advice I always give based on my own experience is maybe go and work for somebody else to kind of give yourself training, build your network, build your confidence. Arthur Anderson was that for me for kind of a five-year period. But the reason why I mention it is quite often when I talk about my history in um, in-person audiences, there's kind of sort of guffaws that go around the room because Anderson sadly went down in an accounting scandal with a company called Enron. And actually that happened pretty much as, as soon as I'd left Anderson. So left Anderson's to start this first business, um, Teclicate.com. And actually, that was quite a quick success story. So within two years of having started that business, we had an approach uh, for an acquisition. So within a two-year period, I'd started, grown and sold that business to a company called Tenon. And um, I then did another piece of advice. We give 
to people when they're in the early stages of starting out is I worked, I had an 18 month lock-in clause with tenants. So they acquired my business. I had to work for them for 18 months, but I pretty much kind of spent that time doing what's now popularly called a side hustle. So I was kind of working the day job and essentially working at nights and weekends to figure out what will the next venture be. And the next venture was Enterprise Nation. I've been doing that ever since. And what we do at Enterprise Nation is we help people start and grow their own small business. So this year we're on track for about 800,000 small businesses to come onto the platform. And hopefully what we do is quickly assess what they need, connect them to resource and then keep them in a very supportive community loop. So that in short brings us up to current day. Thanks Emma. Um, as you say, we've we've spoken a few times before this recording. I've read, read your bio. I could have read that out myself actually. As well as being a successful founder, you've got your career, you've got this amazing trajectory to this date. You've been the best-selling author. Uh, you sit on business and enterprise committees. And in 2021, you were awarded a CBE for services to business. How did that feel? It feels amazing to the extent that it's lovely to have the recognition for doing what you do. Um, and actually, and you can hear this in my voice at the moment, David, and I was speaking at an event yesterday where we've had budget in the UK this week. And at this event yesterday, I kind of joked and said, the reason why my voice is so hoarse at the moment is because what we try and do at Enterprise Nation is provide a voice for small business. And we're having to work doubly hard on doing that at the moment. So when you kind of work really hard, I guess I have kind of like a dual track activity Activity is I am the founder of a business and we're now 48 people. I have to make sure that the money's coming in, that the team is happy, that we're delivering for clients. So I have that as a founder, which is a pure, you have to keep your business going and growing responsibility. But at the same time, I always try and balance that with, are we representing small businesses in the way that we should? Are we making sure that kind of the conditions are right for them to flourish? So anything like um, sort of an honour you know, from the royal family in that way, it's just always such nice recognition of kind of what we do. But also, and I say this to the team, big part of recognition for what they do. So it's not a single person effort. So what is it that motivates you then, apart from obviously being a voice for small businesses? Well, it, it is that that motivates me. And this is the thing, and, and I talk about this quite a bit, is um, an enterprise nation has grown pretty much only over the past kind of four to five years. For a long time, enterprise nation was a lifestyle business. It was me and one other person. We were making great margins, but essentially we were just a consulting business. And it's pretty much over the past four or five years that we've scaled. And that's tough to do as a founder. You know, every day you have issues coming in and there are days where you kind of think, is this all worth it? You know, should I just kind of go back to kind of really wind it back to having two people and just writing books? And literally the thing that keeps me going is when small businesses write into us and say, thanks to Enterprise Nation, I've secured a contract. I managed to raise some money. I've taken on my first employee. I figured out how to sell on Amazon or figured out Instagram. And that for us is kind of the ultimate. And I think I speak on behalf of the team when I say that's the thing that kind of keeps us going is if we're supporting small businesses in the way that we should and giving them access to finance, access to markets, then we're doing the job that we should do. And that is quite literally the thing that gets me out of bed every morning. 
You've listed some of the services that uh, Enterprise Nation delivers. What's at its core? And have you seen a change in the shift of what businesses are needing from you? Yeah, this is really interesting. So I, I guess we've shifted as a business. So again, David, when you will have known us, when you were in the UK, we were a very physical company. So we used to run lots of events. Um, you know, we would do Festival of Female Entrepreneurs. We'd be up and down the country running Amazon Academy events, etc. And of course, lockdown came and we pivoted shifted as a business to being very much an online business. So I think we've shifted to make sure that all of the support we offer is available, hopefully via a smart platform that, as I say, quickly works out what a business needs, connects them to that support, and then keeps them coming back for more. So we have shifted to offer support in a place and a space that small businesses are, which is online. And in terms of what we're hearing businesses come and ask for, it's pretty much across sort of four categories. The biggest thing that small businesses want from us, and this has been constant for about two and a half years now, is access to digital tools. So essentially, businesses come to us and the number one search item on our platform is how businesses can perfect digital sales and marketing. So how can they build a website, figure out how to use social media advertising? How can they connect with customers and build their brand through using all these digital tools out there? So that's kind of the number one. And I guess kind of below that, what we're trying to do to perfect our own platform journeys to do a better job, underneath that is small businesses saying, how do I access money? How do I access people in terms of employees, mentors or advisors? And then also, how do I access markets? So how can the support on Enterprise Nation help me sell more in my domestic market, but also introduce me to overseas markets? So we always have to be on the front edge of what businesses are telling us they want. And then, of course, we hopefully produce the right content that matches with those requirements. Emma, going back to your um, visit to Gibraltar, what brought you over to the rock? You did. (laughs) (laughs) No, you actually did. And David, this is the thing, you know, you probably first reached out to me maybe about eight months ago. We had a chat and I said, I love what you're doing. And I remember saying to you, tell me more about the small business scene in Gibraltar. So how many businesses are there? What are they doing? Who's supporting them? And so, as you say, I kind of came over a couple of weeks ago just to kind of look at what was happening in small business, had a great meeting with you, great meeting with Denise Matthews, met up with GFSB, saw your amazing small business minister who was incredibly proactive and kind of saying, I'm here, I'm happy to help. And partly sort of, you know, the reason for coming over and maybe we'll get into this a little bit more is Enterprise Nation itself is looking to say, how can we support more small businesses? And and just from a UK perspective, we have 6 million small businesses in the UK. We have lots of other people who are running these side hustles so they haven't yet formed their company but they're just starting up so we have a big market here that we're working hard to serve a couple of years ago we started to expand into Ireland so uh, we have built up the platform to service our Irish small business community. And for us, because we're so vested in this, can we get support to small businesses as widely as possible? And it's a big mission for us that any business owner who wants access to support should be able to easily and effectively get that. So we've kind of questioned ourselves and said, well, in which case shouldn't Enterprise Nation be available in more places? So the visit to Gibraltar and then, of course, onto Madrid and um, looking at the Spain situation of small business and the landscape it's something that we're kind of working on quite actively at the moment is to say can we take 
the infrastructure that we've built on our platform, which is, again, I'm sorry to repeat this, it's kind of how we assess support need, how we match a business to support, and then how we keep them engaged in the community. What we're questioning ourselves is, can we take that platform functionality and deliver that into other territories? If we can deliver that for small businesses in other territories like Gibraltar, like Spain, the ultimate vision, and David, I would love to think if we did this podcast again in five years' time, I'd love to say we're closer to achieving it the ultimate vision is how do we then connect all of those businesses with each other so if you're a business in spain and you want access to kind of digital advice if we can build out the platform to enable that but can we then connect a small business in england who wants to trade in spain can we connect then those two businesses to each other and i don't think this has ever really been done um the only person who ever used to talk about it, well, I'm sure lots of people have spoken about it, but I thought he was going to do it, was a brilliant entrepreneur called Jack Marr, who's the founder of Alibaba. I shouldn't speak about him in the past tense. He's still very much alive. <laughs> um, but in the platform of Alibaba, he built this global trading platform and he would talk about how could he connect small businesses of the world to each other for the purposes of trade. Um, he's not so active in Alibaba at the moment. And I feel there's just kind of a miss opportunity there for someone to just kind of pick that up and say can we make that happen so yeah that's kind of like the goal but that's all the way back to that original question that's kind of why I came out to Gibraltar just to see what the situation is and to see if we could at all play a role in helping more small businesses I think I agree. I think the, the opportunities are huge. You know, there isn't that. And there isn't really anyone doing that across different territories, different countries. So the opportunities are there. I would love to have this interview again in five years. <laughs> but going back to obviously a lot of this, which is what, what you're doing now is scoping. Could this be possible? Can this be possible? And you're visiting lots of different countries, different markets, different territories. With all of these differences, cultural and kind of structural and the way business is set up, what are some of the similarities that you're seeing? Really interesting question, because this has been a very live discussion in the business this week. So there are some base similarities across small businesses, regardless of location. And back to the kind of question previously of what are businesses looking for when they come to the platform? One of the base things across all territories is every small business wants access to digital tools and services. They want to build their brand. They want to make sales. They want to do that in a cost-effective way as possible. So when it comes to the digital platforms that small businesses are using, they're pretty similar across many territories. The difference is, is in things like the finance and the legal systems. So how you set up a company is different depending on the country. The legalities of setting up a, a company and then hiring people is different depending on the country. But actually, when it comes to access to digital tools, raising money, access to new markets, they are quite similar things that can be replicated across different territories. And it's those similarity points that we're looking for to say, can we focus on those areas of digital need and replicate that across different places? You mentioned earlier, like one of the things that your business has had to do is pivot change. A big of the driver for that was COVID. And one of the biggest challenges that has hit you know, the planet in many years. Add to that Brexit, add to that now kind of uncertainty in the financial markets, uncertainty in kind of what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. How does this translate to the small business? What are the challenges and what can people do about them? Well, I guess, first of all, the one thing I'd say is with challenge comes great opportunity. Um, and I wonder if maybe this is the point at which I get a little political because we did have the budget this week and the verdict that we sort of placed on the budget, the kind of line we went out with is to say that that was slim pickings for small business 
business. There just wasn't much in there mm. for small business. And I went to speak at an event post just the budget finished. I went to speak at an event to kind of give the small business view. And I was talking about uh, what was in there. So, you know, there were some good things like um, the childcare costs being covered will enable more women to spend time on their business. There's a big push in the UK at the moment to get the 50 plus workforce back into the economy. That will be helpful for small businesses because if we can find a way of connecting people who are 50 plus to small businesses, you get talent, wisdom and experience into a small company. There is a new uh, concept that's been introduced called full expense which is where businesses, if they pay for software, for hardware, will be able to claim all of those costs against their profits. So there were some good things, but the thing that we said wasn't in there or the thing that I wanted to see was essentially kind of how do we herald an export boom? How do we make the most of Brexit freedoms to say, let's make it easier for small businesses to trade? What there wasn't in there was the UK's vision for digitization of small business. So how do we make sure that small businesses who adopted digital technologies during COVID, how do we make sure that they now become more sophisticated in the use of those digital technologies? So just back to the kind of export boom and the kind of Brexit piece. So Brexit happened. So small businesses absolutely have put their EU trade on hold for the past over three years, three plus years. We are seeing signs now that exports are going to start to come back. Small businesses are feeling more optimistic about it. And actually hidden in the details of the budget this week, there was an announcement that the government is going to make it easier in terms of customs documentation. So they're setting up something called a single trade window. It will make it easier for small businesses to kind of do trade cross border. So I think in in our perspective, to encourage that kind of export boom, you need a couple of things. You need government at the highest level to say we will create an infrastructure to make it easier for you to trade so we will simplify the documents we'll make it easier for you to do that Uh, we need small businesses to say okay trade is what i want to do so those kind of two things are coming into place the final thing that i think we need which is a little bit lacking from the uk is we need leadership in terms of political leadership going out and championing the uk's place in the world so you know can we have ministers who are going out on export trade trips can we have announcements made each day about trade agreements that we're kind of signing with new countries so it's more that kind of tone element that we want to see more of but i would love to see that over the next 24 months trade starts to come back because small businesses are quite purely feeling more confident about it and I know that your visit to Gibraltar was really, really brief, but we did have quite a few conversations and you did meet the GFSB, Denise Matthews, the minister, myself. What's your take on business here and what are some of the opportunities as you see them? Well, I think business in Gibraltar looks very bright. First of all, and I know I said this to you, David, you have the most incredible outlook on life because of the view that you've got. And that just the one thing that won't leave me about Gibraltar is just this incredible, and admittedly, this was kind of from almost at the top of the rock from the kind of rock hotel series from Mm. on high all you look out on is a mass expanse of water on which people are trading you know the movement of those boats of bringing products in and taking products out and I was just like this is just purely an area of trade which is incredible so quite physically your environment is a trading environment which is an incredible environment in which I think to start and grow businesses so I think it's amazing you've got this lively environment of small business and I think going back to this point 
point that you have an incredibly strong infrastructure of support. So you do have GFSB, you have a very supportive small business minister, you've got Denise running Startup Grind, you're running the podcast for GFSB. So you've got incredible support provision. And I think I came into Gibraltar to kind of say, could there be a gap for Enterprise Nation? So is there kind of any remit to say, could we add a layer to that support landscape of availability of online support? And what was interesting that I took away is first of all, yes, I think there is a gap for us to be able to do something. And I'm kind of still working through what does that look like in terms of a a platform journey for a user? Because ultimately, I kind of come back to the business and say, okay, great, I think we should extend Enterprise Nation to Gibraltar. Let's make sure that small businesses in Gibraltar get access to support. The conversations I then need to have is with my tech team to say, what does that look like for a user journey of a small business visiting from Gibraltar? How do we quickly land them in an environment where they feel, okay, I'm getting access to the right content, but I'm also finding on this platform people who look like me from the area in which I'm operating. So we have questions around that. I have to be very honest, I have to have questions with my commercial team around how do we get someone to pay for it, which is the the brutal honesty of business. So these are the things that I kind of work through. But so as I say, kind of back to this kind of what I took away, I took away, I think there is opportunity. But also from the conversation with your minister, there was kind of a secondary opportunity, which I hadn't expected, where the minister said, if there's something we can do to help small businesses access finance in Gibraltar, we would love to work with Enterprise Nation on doing that. So for example, we have this organisation called the British Business Bank. And part of the British Business Bank is it has something called startup loans. And startup loans have been running for over 10 years, very successful. And it's a way that individuals individuals can access a loan, which is a personal loan, but it helps them get started in business. So the brief conversation I had with your minister was, could that be available in Gibraltar? We're going to do some follow up on that to kind of make some connections. So I think there could be, you know, is there sort of an element of a program to say, how do we help small businesses access the right funds for them? And it just goes back to kind of, I guess what I've been saying is small businesses in Gibraltar will want access to the same things as businesses everywhere, access to capital, access to new markets, access to talent, access to digital education. So it's kind of how do we mirror how we're doing that in the UK and say, let's make that as relevant as possible for an audience in Gibraltar. So I still need a bit more time to have the conversations internally and externally. But again, I'd love to think if we were speaking again, that we could say that's something that we've been able to achieve. And I always enjoy our chats. I I think you're inspirational. I think uh, I always take so much from them. I want to go back to kind of advice that you have for right now, as you know, there's a lot of opportunities. It's tough for a lot of people who are maybe still doing the side hustle. What message have you got to them who may be, you know, struggling along? Well, it's, and it is more a resilience message, actually. So, you know, running a business, it's a difficult thing. Running a business is the most wonderful thing you'll ever do in life, but it can also be one of the most challenging things. So okay. there are those days where whether it's side hustle or a full-time business, there are those days where people question it. So dare I say, my advice is just keep going. But I suppose over and above that, I would say this, my advice is get support. So surround yourself with a couple of different types of people. Surround yourself with your peer group. So people who are at the same stage as you, because it's incredibly 
invaluable to be able to say to someone, you know, I'm trading on Instagram, how are you finding new algorithms? I'm thinking of making my first hire. How did you go through that? What do I need to consider? So find your peer group with whom you can kind of resonate. Find people who are further down than you. So anyone who's kind of like been there and done it, try and find them as a mentor. So kind of someone who you can almost kind of download on who's been there and can give that kind of trusted advice. But then also find professional experts. So accountants, digital marketeers, people who are experts in the things that you're not. My advice to small businesses is the journey is a lot easier if you are surrounded with all those types of support. So just keep going, but make sure you're doing it with a supported team around you. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for your time as well. I'll let you get back to your busy day. Thank you so much for having me, David. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Gibraltar Business Podcast. I want to extend a huge thank you to our guest this week, Emma Jones, CBE, for sharing her valuable insights on the challenges facing small businesses in the UK and her take on business in Gibraltar. It's really clear that Emma and her team at Enterprise Nation are doing incredible work to support entrepreneurs across the UK. In fact, did you know that Enterprise Nation has helped over 100,000 small businesses start and grow? That's an impressive feat that we can all learn from, I think. Before I go, I'd also like to thank our sponsors at Gibraltar International Bank for their continued support of the podcast and to you our listeners thank you for tuning in we hope you found this episode informative and engaging and relevant from an international point of view don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode until next time keep striving for success and stay tuned for more exciting discussions on the business landscape in Gibraltar